Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the exciting commentary of Bone Thrower's Theater. This is Johnny. I normally play George Glade. This is Jeff. I normally play Demetrius Norton. My name is Aaron. I am usually Brother Benedict. This is Jeremy, usually playing Grayson Digby. And I am Jordan, and I am the GM. And oh my gosh, what a session we have had we today. We did things. We did a lot of things. <laughs> we did a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Some things that we did not mean to do. Yes. We progressed. <laughs> yeah. That's one word for it. Because <laughs> we're going to have to rebuild this entire rebuild city. Rebuild the city. <laughs> yes. But we're in the mist court to rescue the queen. And finally. But we're in the mist court, as Grayson would say. To rescue the queen. <laughs> but we're in the mist court. Well, and who says that the fire and ice is going to stop with the city? I mean, and who says the oh. fire and ice is going to stop when we rescue the queen? Right. I mean, <laughs> oh, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, have, we okay. Have we have to get the mist court king to fight the Bay Banshee. That's the only way we'll get it to stop. Or reunite with the Bay Banshee. See, I'm thinking that reuniting thing. To destroy the Bay Banshee. <laughs> I don't know. If I learn anything from Star Wars, there cannot be balance in the Force. <laughs> no matter how hard you try. So were you saying the Bay Banshee is the dark side? It seems yes. yes. Then we're in for some more because the rule of two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I just killed one of them. Oh, Exactly. <laughs> That means yeah. we have to but was that the, the master or was that the apprentice? That was the apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> he died way too easy to be a master. The, the master is the Bay Banshee King. I don't know. <laughs> Remember, you've already seen the Bay Banshee eat a whole human corpse in one gulp. Yeah, that's pretty evil. I mean, there's I don't know if there is much yeah. reuniting with, with something like that. Oh my gosh. This <laughs> session was so tense. It went for, places. Yes. It went places that I did not expect. Grayson kidnapped me. <laughs> that, I can honestly say, in this campaign, that is the most tense yeah. as a player I have been. That hallway, the tunnel scene, and the teleporting into the storage hideout. That was... Two of your hero points. Yeah. We talked, I spent I guess I, your teammate. I had I had four four hit points to start off with, got another one, and spent them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I know I'm doing something right. Spent five hero points. <laughs> That's how I know I'm spending something doing something right, is when you care enough for something to go properly that you want to make it happen that much. Well, yeah, that's what we talked about sort of in between sessions was that Grayson cares so much to keep his identity like of what he can actually do so secret mm-hmm. that yeah gonna spend those hero points he's gonna do things that are gonna just try and get him out of the situation without being identified and noticed and you know what with the whole city burning i wonder what happened to loveless yeah i can make a note of that 
it's interesting for the plot for the story mm-hmm. but for characters it's so i don't know especially for grayson walking down the stairwell into the realm of the fairies not only does he not like the fae but he's leaving behind his home and everything is so uncertain about like what's going to happen at what home. what's ha- what's happening at home i mean we know that he know found out that haley and her mom have left the city mm-hmm. and her dad was just by there by himself. And then the city blew up. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he doesn't know what happened to him. Yeah. What is happening to Demetrius's shop? What is happening gone. to like yeah. all of Grayson's like stash places? Like, it's like his world is literally blowing up. Yes. And he's heading to somewhere he, where he never want wanted to go. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like the characters would have tried to push it off as long as they could. You know, like the whole... No. You know, like they were very... Some of the characters would. Yeah. Well, it, and I think that's fitting because I I wanted... Like, Grayson was going to react quickly to try and end things. And when he... Yeah, when that's he why he's standing there in front of the key and was like, let me know it's all right. Let me know it's all right. Okay, it's okay. I touch it. I grab yeah. it. And then when he realized what it was doing, he was like, oh... This is not the solution that I was hoping for, which is why he was the last one down. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, I want this to end, but I did not want to go there. Do you think Grayson recognized that he was powering the key? Was kind of the impression that that's, I got. Yeah, that's the impression that I got too. When you said that feels like energy is coming from your bones, especially since we had that clue that uh, George saw Grayson's skeleton. <laughs> I don't. I, Grayson, <laughs> I don't think because you never read. Uh, Joris never said in the description that he saw okay. anything magical. Correct. He said something ta- attacked me and kidnapped. He didn't even say magical. He didn't say teleported me. He said kidnapped, kidna- kidnapped me and took me somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then knocked me unconscious. I think were his words. Yeah. Well, yeah, which is in and of itself one of the most terrifying things that could happen to somebody. Yeah. You know, oh, just to yeah. be in place one and then be immediately in place two and then get knocked out immediately. Right. But he never said it was magical. Right, so. right, right. But even then, even if you just take into account things that could happen to you, like mm-hmm. getting put in a car with a blindfold on and taken to someplace you don't know and then getting knocked out, that's pretty darn scary. Yeah, so Grayson, I don't, I don't think has any clue. I mean, out of game... That's the kind of hints that we're getting that it, maybe it was Grayson actually powering this mm-hmm. thing. And maybe that's why Adrian addressed him before going down because Adrian knows something about Grayson's magic. Because there's been no talk about that. Nobody ever explained to any of us how the key actually works. Right. No, no it's always been this key works. Yeah. And, but you look at the people who've had Whoa, it. Oh, hold on. No, it was. Oh, my goodness. Wasn't it explained that it only worked for Walsham because he was part fae? It was. It was explained for him that he was part fae. Holy crap. <laughs> so who, which of us knows that? Well, all of us were there. We were all there for that conversation. Okay. Uh, were we all there or was it just the two of us? No, we were all there because it was in Walsham's rooms, not in the palace, but in his uh, other yeah. house. In the very first episode of this arc. And, and oh. With, with, when we met, yes. first met Adrian Mark. That's right. When we found the his journal or yeah. like a journal... Or a notebook there. We went to his room at the uh, the palace, seven stars. and then we went to the Seven Stars. Yeah, we yes. went to his, his room at the Seven Stars. Is where we had that conversation. Okay. 
So once so, uh, once, so once we put the connections together, yeah. yeah. The, the question is, which right of us now are I'm very that. singularly focused right. because we're almost to the queen. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Joris is singularly focused. I think Demetrius. I think has just lost it. Like <laughs> he kind of has. <laughs> he doesn't know what what to how, believe how to process anything anymore. Like things that. Should surprise him don't anymore, and things that don't surprise him do. And he's also got very quiet. Yeah, he he has gotten very quiet, and he's very like almost brooding, but more of a determined to get through this sort of brood. Yeah, um, I feel like the like buckling down yeah. and just bearing it until you're. Yeah, yeah. I feel it's like the gritting his teeth and trying to push all, through it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I go first because I'm GM. <laughs> I feel like the, the 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 experience with the cultists broke him in a way that he wasn't expecting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's it's almost like that has just set him on a rampage to right. destroy anything in the path of the mission, and to be re- much more reckless than he would have normally been. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. because I mean, I don't think he would have done the whole let's let's <laughs> experiment with the ice and fire. <laughs> well, he may have, but. Look, he would have been more cautious with yeah, that. Even though he's more, cautious more scientific, right? Almost. His his belief is that timing is everything. But his since has been broken, since that clock incident in the underground market, his timing has been awful about yeah. when and how he does everything. Yeah, his timing has <laughs> been broken. Yeah, even though I mean he still believes it adamantly because right. yeah. he's still saying timing is everything. Let's do. It's like yes, but you're not thinking through. Yeah, yeah, and. Grayson, at one point, I was having, trying to think of how Grayson would be in his head responding to Demetrius's actions and thinking. And one of the things that Grayson, I imagined him wanting to say to Demetrius was, you got to think things through. You got to think your plan through and not just react off cuff. <laughs> but at the same time, that would be a weird thing for him to say to Demetrius because no, <laughs> that's something Demetrius always did. Before, well, that's was, why it wouldn't be strange for him to say because Demetrius isn't acting that way anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it wouldn't be strange because I mean, you gotta think. Remember, uh, Demetrius and Grayson have that history of smuggling things together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they probably had discussions about. Uh, we need to go. Planning. We need to go off schedule because something went wrong in the plan. We don't. You go off schedule, but you gotta still think you're st- like they probably <laughs> and planned like, things. I mean, everything. They probably planned things through. So much like this is the main plan, but if this goes wrong, this is plan B. Yeah. If things go right, yeah. they probably mapped I, out plans so much. Yeah, I, I imagine but with this, there has been no time to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't have the the time, the amount of time that you and, would normally do. And for, we don't have the knowledge to do that yeah. either. Mm-hmm. Like as far as exactly, if this happens, do this because we don't know what this is in order to do that. Man, there was a lot of stuff that we did that hit on what I um, what I had written down for my notes. For example, um, Joris dreaming about the hawk. That was something that I wrote down because I specifically wanted to to spur him on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then the um, the ice monster, the former shopkeeper. I definitely wanted Benedict to have an uh, an encounter with that because I felt like it was kind of pushing and twisting on Benedict yeah, a little bit. As I'm sitting there listening to See, it. See, I don't think that one was pushed on so much as some of the other deaths. Yeah, I think if 
he had been more human recognizable. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's one one of the questions that I asked was about how much of him was showing flesh. Yeah, he looked too monstrous for Benedict to really concern himself with it. Right, but this was somebody who had been normal and then turned into a monster right before Benedict's eyes. Yes, but still with the appearance of monstrosity. And we said turn into a monster, but I think during that whole course of that fight and seeing the people come out on fire and that are frozen, it felt like, at least in my mind and by some of the, the way the conversation was going, that there was still some question to whether these were, were human or not. Still, they were still people that now yes. that they were on fire, they were sort of thawed out and now were being destroyed by the fire, or were they taken over and now were fey creatures? Especially with at one point we tried to get him turn turn around and tried to disengage. Yeah, was what what we were attempting, and he kept coming at us. Yeah, so kept engaging uh, yeah, Demetrius and Benedict. And I think you even said it's like this is not the shopkeeper. It's like it's not, or something like that. Yeah. It's like this is not a man. This is yeah. And so no, I don't think that part really messed with Benedict. Uh, it was just a very productive day today. Yes. Yeah, it's so much of it, like the whole flame, what would happen is flames and fires got together. I had kind of thought about that, but I hadn't really nailed it down in my mind. And so a lot that whole thing was like, oh, that's great. We can use that to kind of spur or spur things on. And then the whole, oh, the bubble is expanding. Well, that will really get them going. <laughs> it's kind of lit a fire under us. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like it, if if I hadn't done that, it could have taken at least another episode. <laughs> to, Just think, to if there had been any of those boats in the tunnel, I would have gone through the tunnel way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you would have been in there early. Uh huh. Probably there, lucky that there weren't. There was a whole sub subplot that I had planned with a with a thief who was going to. If you you could have gone through the tunnels in the undermarket to get mm-hmm. there, and there was a thief who would have had been stolen stealing from the cathedral beforehand you could have used as a guide so there weren't any bones in the tunnel yeah that was one of the things we talked about in between episodes when you said that the he saw went to see magic aura joris and there's the spiral of aura yeah um i was sitting there thinking and i know everybody saw me get this kind of like horrified look on my face when he said that was that okay is the spiral of aura actually on the walls of the which is tunnel, how I interpreted it. Or was it like in, in the, the air. air of the tunnel? Because if it was in the air of the tunnel... <laughs> that would have been really freaky. Yeah, yeah, that would have been really freaky. And if it was Grayson seeing anything like that, he would have been like, nope. Turn around and walk to right back <laughs> Well, and, and that's one, one reason why I made it on the walls was because okay. I wanted to kind of connect the bones in the arcane display with the magic that was there. So it's almost like the bones are powering the the old magic bubble. bubble. Mm-hmm. And then the spiral just looked cool. A lot of my descriptive choices are, ooh, what sounds cool? Mm-hmm. You know, and I leave a lot of that up to the moment. So it gets me in trouble later on if I have to remember that. But <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and talk about our points. I'm going to go ahead, instead of giving you 10 like I normally do, I'm going to go ahead and give you 15. Yeah. Because this was this was a pretty action-packed session. Almost enough to up my might. I could. 
Jeff, didn't you actually completely up an attribute today? No. No, you he, thought I took that back. back. You walked that I one just, back? Yeah, I, I upped a couple of other things. I did uh, my knife, sword, and throwing skills. Okay. Speaking of upping... I upped like, an attribute today. Oh, what did you do? My charm. Nice. Speaking of, <laughs> of upping things or learning new skills, like, I upped my magic before this session, which saved me on a couple of ones because I, like, just made it. Um, Johnny, I with the new, new the, the new magic of oh, divination, divination, yeah. That was... That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. That saved us some a whole lot of time and wondering, all right, who's going to die first? Yeah. And surprisingly open about what you were doing. Like, I saw the future... This is what we're doing. There's, okay. a, there's a complete difference between character yes. Joris and character <laughs> yes. Grayson. It's like, and, oh, okay. Yeah, and Grayson, I think, at one point was like, all right, um, we're going to have to trust you on that because you're the only one that understands magic. Yeah. Well, I mean, even what we were talking about at that point, it's true. The only one who can see magic. Well, yeah. So in terms of who advanced their character the most... I'd say goal-wise, Joris advanced. Yeah. Yes. Goal-wise, goal I would agree with that. As far as becoming a new, like, a, there's a new aspect to their character. Um, Demetrius is in the running. Mm-hmm. And Grayson's yeah. in the running. Yeah. For me, it's a toss-up between Joris and Grayson. Ready, fight. <laughs> <laughs> as well as, I, now, actually, I think I'm leaning towards Joris. I think Joris's final against the ambassador in the name of the queen, cleaving him in half. Yeah, that was a big step forward for him to to rescue the queen. Well, and to to vindicate his search, you know, this he's been chasing after the queen with us. Yeah, but mm-hmm. his it, it's incredibly My, personal is about for the queen, es- especially since. Wow. Uh, okay, because then now you're starting to talk about. All right, do we talk that advancement of character, or do we take that into the role-playing yeah. consideration? Oh, yeah. I would have to lean towards the role-playing yeah. because of also his decisions after that dream to, I mean, if you remember, outside the dome of the, the ice dome of the yeah. parliament, he was like, uh... Yeah, I was terrified. And terrified. Yeah. And did not go through. And then now, after that dream, was like, all right, Bone, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stairwell? All right, let's go. Yeah. So very, very single-minded at this point. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could see that more closer to the role-play one than that. I, I could. Yeah. All right. What do you think? It's so hard to transition back to your real names after I <laughs> run the session like <laughs> this. I'm, I'm leaning more towards, uh, towards Grayson. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say Grayson for character advancement. Learning Even, more about who he is. Yeah, but it's like one of those good sequels to a movie. Yeah. Where you have all these questions going in, and they answer the questions in such a way that they multiply the questions uh-huh. that you have at the end. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would say Grayson uh, for character advancement, just because he's learned a lot more about his, his mm-hmm. character. He learned about his character, and also he managed to continue concealing 
his abilities from the rest of us. <laughs> barely. In, Somehow. In the barely. Of, like, like, I really thought oh. that there was going to be this, have this huge conversation in the uh, stash hideout with George. Uh, I wanted there to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wanted there to have be. this conversation. I don't want to sleep. <laughs> yes, sleep. <laughs> That's part of his thing is to continue concealing what he can do. The, the thing, but though. he also learned a little bit more about who he possibly is. Yeah. And here's the thing, like you said, he wants to keep magic secret from everybody, but the very last thing that happened in the episode was him blatantly using magic. Yes. In front it's of just a matter of everybody. But he didn't can, use it, though. Yeah. He didn't. He, but it's a matter of everybody he making the connection. Him. Yes. <laughs> so people, him, you, like, people realizing that's what happened, don't think they will. But well, um, maybe eventually. And as well as how, how much... The, here's the thing. All the pieces are all there for everybody to figure out what transpired there at yeah. the end. All the pieces are there. Now, the people with the investigative minds to figure that out... Are Joris. Maybe Joris. Grayson, I think, as he's descending down the stairwell, has put some pieces together. I think just by what was said, what was said and all the pieces that he has picked up about himself so far yeah. Yeah. in this campaign. I think as he's descending, the light bulb goes on in his head, and now is another reason he is utterly horrified going where he's going. Yeah. You think the uh, Fae are going to recognize him for what he is when he gets down there? Some may. Uh, the, part of the way Adrian addressed him makes him think that Adrian oh, yeah. has always known. I think that it, if, <laughs> when and if we get to meet the king, it may come out. It, it may. I don't know. As far as Demetrius goes, I don't think he'll make the connection at all because his mind is. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think Demetrius right now is has been broken. Yes, he's newly introduced to magic in our adventure. Well, as far as he knows, <laughs> as far as, as he far knows, as I know. he's been experiencing magic for years yes, now. But he hasn't, he hasn't experienced it, but he hasn't witnessed it. It's yeah. the difference between knowing something is there and not knowing something yeah. is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like vampires. It's one thing to know that they're real, but it's another thing to experience their realness. Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know about you, but me and my vampire buddies hang out on a pretty regular basis. So, but yes, I'd say Grayson gets a character advancement. Yep. Role playing, I'm definitely going yours. Yeah, I can get behind that. Character advancement, not Demetrius at all. <laughs> See, the heart, I mean, he, he's changed. He's evolved. He has, his has changed yes. his character, but. In a way that he but we don't. To no, not in the way that he wanted. Well, I mean, it didn't Grayson didn't change in the yeah. way that he wanted to change. <laughs> I'm gonna be a fae. Said no one ever. <laughs> the most per, the person most in the party that has been anti fae has been Grayson. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it is that we find out a lot of times that we are what we hate. So role playing, I tell you, the hardest part for Doris tonight. As role playing Joris was not metagaming in the tunnel. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that in between episodes too. It's like because we had questions that we wanted answered, like as players, but to not metagame it just to force the, those questions out in the game. Yeah, I mean, it was so hard to not metagame in the tunnel. I think one of the biggest questions is why haven't we seen like why haven't you had a magical aura with Grayson, Grayson before, and why is it so specific? Mm-hmm. Like. And the thing that that got to me was that 
they were so close to the bones yeah. that that was really what was causing. Yeah, I, I looked towards Grayson before when since the magical aura, mm-hmm. but didn't mm-hmm. see anything. Almost like a resonance, like a... and like what we talked about in between the episodes was uh, it was like yeah, it was like his fear was making him do some magic he didn't know he was doing. Yeah, yeah. And also, since it came out that George has the ability to sense magic aura, Grayson has been making sure to put himself in a position where he will not be inadvertently in that focus, that line of focus. So if you have noticed when it's like, all right, who goes, who's going in first? George is going first. Okay, Grayson's going to stand back. <laughs> George is going over here. All right, Grayson is going to well, go over here just to be sure that his focus is here and not with Grayson in between. Right. Like I said... Ever since the, the vision, he's been very, let's do this, and the first one into everything. All right. So it sounds like it's going to George. Yeah, it yeah sound it's, that definitely. <laughs> Snacks. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, you got another character point. Remember that. Yes. Tracking. Yes, I took that into okay. account. So, snacks. We had, we had good snacks. Mm-hmm. Tons we had of good pears, snacks. yummy cheese puffs that were not cheese puff flavored, but yummy flavored. We had uh, jalapeno popper, cheese puffs, and... Buffalo and blue cheese oh, cheese puffs. I have to say, those buffalo and blue cheese cheese puffs, I was surprised at how much they actually tasted like it's buffalo pretty and much like crack. blue Hairs, cheese. If you're listening, you did a good job. Usually when you get, yeah. oh, this is this flavor thing, it's like, okay, I can see how this is a trying to be this flavor. <laughs> I can see how I someone can, would think that this is this flavor. Yeah, it's, it's close, but it's definitely not it. I mean, eating those cheese puffs, I felt like... There was buffalo and blue cheese sauce in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, it was, it like, was that good. Yeah, there was also, like you said, the jalapeno poppers. Then we also had um, we had Kool Aid, which I drank a lot of. The Kool Aid. I liked the eggnog. Eggnog was good. Um, we had <laughs> we had regular eggnog and we had boozy eggnog. And homemade boozy. Homemade George boozy Washington's recipe. For eggnog. Yeah. It was tasty. I don't think that was actually the snack you brought, but... <laughs> no, it wasn't, but... It no, kind of counts. The snack he brought was his, uh, his Nutella puff pastry things. Yeah. yeah. Pastry Those sticks. were good. They're, they were very they tasty. Were very tasty. Um, Aaron brought one of my favorite things is chocolate-covered cherries. Yeah, those yeah. are delicious. And then Johnny brought Another homemade woman. beef jerky. Yeah, the homemade that beef jerky. That was our point. The homemade beef jerky was really Except homemade beef oh, jerky. Man. I mean, I kind of joked even before we started recording. Before I was we ta- ate anything. I, we, we hadn't eaten anything. I was taking out my snacks out of the bag to put with the other snacks, and I looked across the counter and saw a bag that suspiciously looked like beef jerky, and I was like, Johnny, is that beef jerky? <laughs> yes, that is beef jerky. I put my chips back in the bag, sat down, <laughs> raised my hands, and I, I vote for Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Does that does that still hold true? It still holds true. I mean, I when I saw the chocolate covered cherries come out, I was like, uh oh. Yeah. We might have a throwdown. I mean, they're good chocolate covered cherries, but they weren't the best chocolate covered no, cherries no, that, no, I've heard, uh, that I've had. But that was a really damn good batch of, of homemade jerky. Oh, that was yeah. just mm-hmm. fantastic. So that's my vote is the the beef jerky. Anybody other, have other thoughts? Uh, I like the puff pastry. I've, I I really oh. enjoyed the puff pastry too. I think I. So since the official snack was the puff pastry, I'll throw in for the beef jerky as the snack of choice. (laughs) So there's a tie. There's a tie. So I'm going to go ahead and say the beef jerky because I'm on a diet where I... (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm on a, I'm on so a, you didn't eat any puff he pastry. Did. I, I had, I had, a couple, I had one or two of those. But the thing is, I, I have to stay under 2,000 calories right now. I'm prepping for surgery. By the time you hear this, I might have already had the surgery, honestly. Um, so I have to stay on point, and I can eat all the beef jerky in the world, essentially, but not the, not all the pastries in the world. So I have to go with the jerky. Anyway, I think that pretty much does it for this game. Unless anybody had any comments about where they, how they thought the GMing went, if they, if they thought. Well, there's moving forward. I mean, just as far as the characters are concerned. Yeah. Just, I'm interested to see how Demetrius either further breaks down or starts to put his pieces back together. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm oh. kind of interested to see that myself. <laughs> yeah, because like, I mean, that, that, especially, oh my goodness, especially if it comes out to general public knowledge within the group of the things that have been slowly revealed about Grayson. Could shatter Demetrius even, even, even more, more because like Demetrius has been partnering years. up with Grayson for years. Yeah, that would destroy everything that he knew. He'd be like, well, well all that I believed in is now gone. I will see you later. And just like... <laughs> As Jordan gives two thumbs up, his, his mission has accomplished. He might even He's contemplate destroyed. killing himself. Hey, now... Just a possibility that's, thrown out that'd there. That'd be pretty dark. Well, all you have to do, do, do is let me play your character for a night. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea for a campaign. You write a character, come up with the background, the goals, everything, the stats, everything like that, fold it up, pass it to the person two down, and, and they play. It'd be even better if each, each time we yeah, get time together, we play, you rotate again. It'd be interesting to do a one shot that way. Yeah. And yeah. each episode change characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, yeah. and play it. That would be interesting. So each person gets a chance to to be that person. Especially if you get some of those interpersonal like PvP yeah. conflicts. Uh-huh. Like if like there's a lot of PvP moments. Tonight. Uh, tonight between yes. Grayson and Demetrius because Grayson is still pissed off at Demetrius for like his <laughs> knife throwing catacombs thing so like if that happens in a one shot where you got two players that are butting heads and then one of them has to play the person that they just were like trying to rip apart the last episode <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That'd be fun. I yeah, that would be, be fun. fun. I, I could really get behind that. Yeah. We got to come up with a good like one shot game to do that with. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I hope you all have a great week. Uh, stay tuned for the next adventure on Bone Thrower's Theater. We don't know quite what's going to happen hmm. in the realm of the Mist Court. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye bye. Rescue the Queen. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor.
This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. <laughs> <laughs>